the scoreline when he looked at it like looks like a hammering. And it was a hammering though. They scored 28 points in about three minutes and we couldn't stop them. You know, okay, so it was a hammering. But there's, there's different levels of hammerings here. OTB AM. Live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. The Koi Gig Pod and OTB Sports in association with Cadbury. A player and a half deserves a glass and a half of support. Everyone ran their socks off tonight and they left everything out there. They're very proud of the, the team's performance. Let the shackles off Katie a bit so that she can go and play her game. We're going to go out there to beat them. We're going to try and beat them. Hello there, I'm Kathleen McNamee and this is episode 30 of the Koi Gig Pod on OTB Sports. Our one and only Karen Duggan is also here. Karen, how are you getting on? Are you enjoying the football? I am, of course. Well, how other way could you feel? It's a, a feast of football at the moment. Um, some really good games. I don't think too many shocks, but maybe just performances rather than results have been the shocks this week. Yeah, definitely. I think a great place to start with that would probably be Germany and Spain. It was kind of tipped to be one of the matches of the group stages and it lived up to it. I think people maybe would have expected a goal or two out of Spain that didn't come, but Germany showing why they should be treated as favourites. Yeah, I mean, I still really want Spain to progress because they played some really, really nice football Um they did kind of dominate possession, but when you give Germany a soft goal in the first three minutes, they kind of showed why they are like champion material. I mean, they were ruthless. They were so, they're so well organized. I mean, it's so hard to break them down, even with the talent that Spain has. They had a couple of chances, but even then their goalkeeper stood up to the plate. So they've got quality all over the park. They're really team you're not really picking out one player for them it's just the way that they work together is so, so impressive and yeah they were because of how tactically aware and how astute they were they probably were worth the 2-0 win in saying that some of the play from Spain is, is still so good to watch it's just that they are kind of missing that final piece of the puzzle and we hate harping back to the players who aren't there but if Putellis was there maybe it would have been a different story and I've seen as well like and I noticed it on the night like a lot of people criticizing Spain's coach Vilda for the way he plays his team. He plays a lot of players out of position. He initially, even when he announced his squad, there was a few attacking players that people were quite frustrated that he didn't put into a starting lineup. Do you think that that's the sort of thing that has done them wrong in this whole group stage? Considering the fact that they don't have Formoso, they don't have Patelis, they probably need him to get a bit creative with his team and he's not doing it. I'm not sure, really. It's it's kind of been hard to tell because they were impressive in that first game. They still put away a good few goals. It's just that they came up against a German team who seemed to have a bee in their bonnet for the fact that they weren't kind of favourites coming into this tournament. Um, this was always going to be a really difficult group. Um, it was made more difficult by the fact that Hermosa and um, Ciutelis aren't there. I mean... He's playing people out of position because he wants those players on the pitch. He obviously sees them as the best 11. Um, and I think sometimes at international level, that does need to happen. Um, it's not the same as club level. You can't buy players when you're short in a certain position. You are dependent on certain things. And he probably picked this squad thinking that he would have um, Putellas up front and not have to take her off and stuff like that. So I wouldn't be overly critical of him just yet. Um, I still think that they can progress and I still think that they probably can get through the quarters, but look, it remains to be seen. Um, the big story out of this group for me is how impressive Germany have been. I was going to ask you that. Do you think that Germany have shown that they are like 
proper favourites for the title in the group stages like they've well they've I'm not going to say favourites for the title but for me they've crept up there with England who were talking a lot about maybe what was happening in the other group in group C I was really excited to see Sweden and the Netherlands kind of set the place on fire and that really hasn't happened so for me England obviously have (laughs) took to this tournament like a doctor water and then Germany have impressed me probably the most and from the first game, France, but then obviously last night they had a, a little bit of a, a wobble as well. But um, for me, it's more so they're up there with England now as opposed to to clear favourites. Mm. You mentioned Sweden and the Netherlands and how people expected a little bit more from them. I was at the Netherlands-Portugal game the other night and it was funny. Great because game, to be fair. It was, a it was such a good game and I wasn't expecting it at all. It was in Lee, which is basically in the middle of nowhere. And <laughs> going up there, I was like, oh, it's such a far place to go to for a game that the Netherlands are probably going to absolutely dominate. And then it wasn't that at all. Like Portugal were on the ball. They had the majority of possession a lot of the time. If it wasn't for that moment of brilliance from Daniel van der Donk, we could have been easily looking at like a 2-2 draw. Yeah, and you, you couldn't say they didn't deserve it because first 10 minutes and probably last 20 minutes, I mean, they really started to to tear them apart down the, the wings in particular. I thought I was really impressed with how Portugal kind of support play was really good. Their top three, the amount of running that they got through just to kind of drag the Netherlands defence out of position. And even the way that the, the penalty that they won came about, it was just really, really good feat. And I know it took a while for VAR to give it, but it definitely was a penalty. And you kind of expected Netherlands to come out in the second half and start to rack up the goals. I know I did anyway. I thought that maybe they were just feeling their way into the game and they, the shock that they got in the first half from Portugal would have been enough to kick them into life. But Portugal scored, I think, two minutes after the break and it, it made for a really, really good game. And like you say, it was a moment of brilliance and it could have gone either way. So a lot for Netherlands to think about. Um, but yeah, disappointing for Portugal. Um because they they could have they absolutely could have nicked some of them. But again, the group is it's not done and dusted. No, it's definitely not. And with the Netherlands, I think we talked a bit about it the last time we recorded, and we were saying that, you know, against Sweden they showed that they had potential, especially in the way they came back in the second half, but that they needed to push on a bit. Obviously, since then they've lost Vanderveel, they've lost Vivian Miedema to COVID as well. Do you think that was the problem on the game on Wednesday, that they were missing that sort of leadership or missing someone yeah, like I, I in the dressing room to kind of pull them all together? Yeah, I do. Because in the Sweden game, when they were under the cosh and they needed to gain meaningful possession, it was always Miedema that was tracking back and even doing this. She just kind of seemed, well, we all know her goal threat, but the fact that she was willing to put that work right in and get back and kind of calm the play down when it really needed to be calm. And that they, I felt like a little bit of panic was setting in at times. We saw how Roared reacted when she was fouled. Like they, they knew that they were under pressure. Um, and I think that they did miss her, just her, her sensibility on the ball. I think that the way that she kind of calms things down and links up play, um, I think they tried to go forward too quickly at times and they were just getting frustrated. Um, and until Van der Donk produced that, she was very, very quiet. I um, don't think they used their wings particularly well. I think 
that's down to how Portugal were threatening down those wings and they're having to track back more than they maybe would have liked and they're probably expecting to be on the ball a bit more. So I think the she would have released a lot of players had she been there just through her link-up playing. Um, so yeah, her cleverness on the ball. So it, it definitely was a massive loss and it's it's a concern for them because teams will know that. Teams will know that if they can mark her out of the mm. game that perhaps Netherlands will struggle a little bit. Now, marking her out of the game is easier said than done, but look, it's a it's another tactic that they can kind of look at now and say, okay, here's how we can get at them. I think a lot of teams would have learned a lot from how Portugal played against them. Yeah, after the Sweden game when Mark Parsons said that he just talked to Miedema at halftime and asked her what tactical change she should make and she suggested something and they did it and it worked. I just had images of him like zooming her into the changing yeah. room at halftime as she's sitting wherever she's isolating at the moment and her just giving a proper team chat over That's Zoom. Huge that a 25-year-old or whatever she is has that influence that a manager is asking her these things. So it kind of just shows the level that she's at tactically completely like there was the way he was talking there was almost a reverence for her and a reverence for what she thought about things and she was very much just like no I just see things and I say them which I thought was interesting the other game in that group was Sweden Switzerland another one where favorites didn't really pull out all the stops that we expected them to yeah and whatever about the Netherlands Sweden really didn't overly impress um I think we saw kind of Glimpses of what we would have seen when the Republic of Ireland played them, um, struggling to to break a team down that were set up defensively. Um, they don't have the flair of other teams. I think we mentioned that before, that they're very structured in how they play. And yeah, they were lucky um, in a way. I think, yeah, again, Switzerland were, were pretty good. They just had their tactics right. And Sweden just kind of thought that they could go out and play and, score more goals and yeah they got two goals which is fine but two goals in three games we kind of expected more and I think that could be their downfall we know that Netherlands scored three without Miedema she's still to come back in um, I don't I don't think Sweden have the same creative power there to go all the way in this tournament but especially in this game where they actually had like Stenia starting and mm. she wasn't injured or she wasn't coming on in the second half I kind of thought that I would still start her. I don't know what you think. I think I would. Oh, no, I definitely would. But I kind of expected the fact that they started her, that they would have a bit more of that attacking power and they just didn't at all. Yeah. And I think it's just coming from the fact, I think a feature of this tournament has been really good wingers. And it's been nice to see. We haven't seen that that much. But um, again, I just don't think they've created too much out wide and, and fed her well enough. They're kind of, playing it around the middle a lot and, and not really making too many penetrating passes for her to, to kind of run onto or get excited about in the box. So it'll be interesting to see if they adapt. Now they're still, they're still won. And we said it about England in the first game, they just needed to get over the line, which they have done. Um, and Sweden, I think I, I, they will qualify from the group. I'd imagine that the emotional and physical effort that Portugal have had to put in twice to come from two goals behind and having done that and lost in the Netherlands, it'll be hard for them to to get back up for the Sweden game. Um, but yeah, another interesting group to look forward to that hasn't quite uh, lived up to expectations. 
No, definitely not, which is unfortunate because it'd be great to see those two going toe-to-toe at full power. And yeah, I think we still want to see all the kind of heavy hitters coming through the group because um, there doesn't seem to be any fairy tale stories en route from any of the, the Portugal where they no. that have impressed me of the, I won't say outside the, the big guns. Yeah, no. I mean, Portugal's probably been the team that impresses me the most out of all the other sides, just because of the fact that they, I know they haven't won yet, but the performance they've put in, I feel like they've been slightly yeah. unlucky as well. On the yeah, and they play with no fear, which is nice to see, you know, like Switzerland did what they did. They banked up and they played to their strengths, which is like physicality. What left Portugal down is the fact that they don't, they don't have that physicality. You saw the two lineups, they're so much smaller and that obviously went against them. They conceded from two set pieces. Um, so yeah, they, for what, they have in their artillery. I think they've performed really well. And then elsewhere, obviously, we had Italy and Iceland drawing 1-1 and France getting a 2-1 win over Belgium. Again, we've said so many times about Italy that we thought they would do more than they have. Um, They've been disappointing, probably is the best. Yeah, well, Iceland are pretty good as well. You have to say, like, Iceland, yeah, Iceland are, are a decent team. But yeah, we expected more from Italy, particularly in that first game. And then maybe we thought that there'd be the bounce effect when you've gone through a defeat like that and you you have something to prove. Um, but Iceland did have chances to to win this game. You could tell from their reaction after the game that they were probably the more disappointed with how this group has gone for them. Mm. And then looking ahead, we have some exciting ties. There's Northern Ireland versus England, Austria versus Norway. Obviously, I think everyone's a bit concerned I'm really, about how... I'm, I'm grimacing a little bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> tonight, just... Uh, England have been exceptional, obviously, but Northern Ireland, Kenny Shields has said he won't change his style of play and he'll continue to ask them to play football and play out. And I just the fact that Norway couldn't do it against England... I'd have my concerns about that. I just, for me, I'd want to finish with some sense of pride and mm. go out, haven't put it up to potential champions and frustrate them for as long as possible, especially they're your neighbours, you know, and there'll be a big crowd there. For me, I would be changing my tactics if I was Kenny Shield. I'd be getting five at the back, bank of four in midfield, and then just trying to win a few set pieces up top. But that's not how he approaches games. Mm. Do you think because England had that massive win against Norway that no one was expecting that in some ways it leaves Northern Ireland more prepared for this game or like more, do you think there's a mentality where England might just, having done that, lay back a little bit and say like, okay, well, we kind of show what we're worth. No, I think that they said they're not going to make too many changes, which surprises me a little bit because you know, injuries and stuff, they might start to creep in. Now they're obviously doing really well and they didn't have to overly exert themselves against Norway unexpectedly. But um, if I was them with the firepower and with all of the quality they have on the bench, I would make changes. Now I expect England to probably have this game wrapped up by half time, So we might see the changes then. Mm. Um, do I think Northern Ireland have learned a lot from Norway? No, because Norway are so far ahead of Northern Ireland. I think that they're as shocked as anyone. Um, Norway have beaten Northern Ireland very easily. So I think that um, it, it's it's going, I don't, I don't really know how Northern Ireland are going to attack this one. 
in I hope that they change to be more defensive because Norway didn't. They left so much space on the wings that they were just absolutely torn to shreds. So for me, it makes so much sense to go to a five at the back. Um, if I was Northern Ireland, probably won't happen. But um, probably won't, knowing how stark Kenny Shields is. England's, England's threat down the wings has been just a massive feature of their play. And we highlighted individuals in Meath and Hemp, but you've got your full backs pushing on, you've got movement out the wings, their interplay is really good as well. So yeah, I hope we're I hope we're not talking about another eight now. No, I hope we're not either. Especially because I'm going to be at the game, so it'd be nice to see. The whole test would be nice, but at the same time, not for not for our dear neighbours. We're hoping for the best for them. Yeah, one of the other picks of the weekend is probably Denmark versus Spain, just because of what the two teams have done so far in the group stages. Who are you fancying in that? Do you think Spain will manage to get over their issues when it comes to actually scoring? And to be fair, Denmark as well. They haven't had. A great run of it, considering how well they did in qualifying. No, I hope so. Now, Denmark, I felt, again, were worth their win um, against Finland. Um, I thought Corpella had an excellent game for them. Um, Corpella has been so good this tournament. Oh, so, so good. Yeah. So many of the saves that we saw from her during the season that like kept Spurs in it for a lot longer than they probably did. She's yeah, doing it and again. The season probably like stood to her because she was pretty busy for Spurs um, and they were grinding out wins and, and Denmark kind of similar pattern that they they grounded out against Finland and did did really well there. Um I still think that the trickery and the kind of guile that Spain have could could be um too much for Denmark, but then you do have Pernilla Harder who can pop up out of out of anywhere and cause something. So I don't I think it will be a very, very tight game. It's one that I'm kind of struggling to call. Obviously I think that Germany will um beat Finland possibly with some ease, but you never know. They might take their their foot off the gas a little bit as well now um just preparing for the group stages. Um I'm hoping Spain do the job just because I want to see more of them. Um but would I be surprised if Denmark got a draw? Absolutely not. Mm. One player I felt we would have seen a little bit more from on the Denmark side was Nadia Nadim. I feel like she's been quite quiet so far in the competition in, yeah, in the last game. I, I remember she had a few good chances, but yeah. she didn't. She made a difference in the last game. She was she was heavily involved in the first half, but when they really needed someone to step up to the plate, it was kind of harder. Who took the game by the scruff of the neck. Um, I yeah, that chance that she kind of missed, or that we'll say Corpella saved in the first half. Um, that was her chance to to really put one to bed. And again, she kind of scuffed it. So she's getting involved in the play. Um, some of the things just aren't really working out. Uh, I think we're kind of expecting moments of brilliance from her, which is difficult to produce against the teams that she's played against as well. I mean, she's been up against kind of rigid defences and stuff like that. People who won't be easily pulled out of position. Um, so hopefully we do see more of her um, because they're going to need her to to play well and, and link up well with Harder if they are to to score some goals against Spain, I think. Mm. And we have Switzerland, Netherlands and Sweden, Portugal. This group has turned out to kind of be interesting. I know everyone talks about the group of death, but just because of the way that Netherlands and Sweden have been playing, like you wouldn't put it past Portugal to nab a point if they can do it. No, and we always want to see one kind of red herring kind of <laughs> happen, like um, as much as we want to see really good games in the quarterfinals. Uh, a little fairy tale story. I think Portugal are probably second lowest ranked, are they? Yeah. 
Yeah, after Northern Ireland, of course. So if I wanted a team to go through between Switzerland and Portugal, it would certainly be Portugal, the one that you'd be hoping to see them do well. Um, And also because for me, Sweden haven't done anything to overly excite us or, or get us going. I, I like the Netherlands more because of the colour and the fans kind of that they've brought their their fan zones and you probably saw it at the last game what they bring. Oh, their fans are insane. Like the orange fan group, like they were going to this tiny little estate in Lee and all the kind of English people who live there were coming out going like, what's going on? And they had all these chants and all these dances and just... It was so much fun. Like I had no idea what they were saying. Everything was in Dutch, but you're just sitting there kind of bopping along with them. And you're like, oh, this would be such a fun group to travel the world with and just yeah. go to football so matches. For me, they're they're adding an awful lot to the tournament. And Sweden for a team who printed on their jerseys how to play against them and had that kind of confidence and arrogance, which I actually do like to see. They haven't quite backed it up for me yet. Um, so... Yeah, I, I was surprised that they were kind of tipped as favourites just from what they've, we've seen against Northern Ireland or against the Republic of Ireland. We know that they struggle to break teams down. I, the only thing that, again, that concerns me is the same kind of feature that we saw against the Netherlands for Portugal is the physical side of things. Um, mm. And I think Sweden can dominate from set pieces, from crosses into the box. Portugal looked like they don't have a player who's over five foot six. Um, and Sweden are quite like physical they all look five nine kind of that typical Scandinavian athletic look so I think Sweden could Sweden might try and bully Portugal out of this game but we saw that Portugal are very very relentless so that's kind of the game that I'm most looking forward to um as we go through the weekend well it'll be exciting to see how it all actually turns out obviously Sweden need to go and win the whole thing because I tipped them before the start of the competition <laughs> you can change ones to watch we'll do another prediction after the group stages <laughs> that sounds like a good plan I, I like that idea although that's also just going to bring us back to having to say that England that might win the whole thing okay. let's scrap that one <laughs> Uh, well that's it for it today but we will be back again on Tuesday by then we'll be officially done with the group stages and we will know our quarterfinal pairings so we will be able to have an even better time talking about how those teams are going to face off against each other I think especially with this group the quarterfinals are very exciting like the pairings that there could be in there are potentially unreal mm-hmm. um Modern OTV Sports in association with Cadbury FC, official snack partner to the Republic of Ireland women's national team. We'll see you all next week. The Koi Gig Pod and OTV Sports in association with Cadbury. A player and a half deserves a glass and a half of support.